drinking wow. your drink already? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Are you gonna be okay? Yeah, I'll be good. <laughs> all right, you, uh, you look like you just watched like a dog shit on your lawn or something. Just... <laughs> oh man! All right, let's get let's get going here. Let's get going. <laughs> All right, uh, all right. Hello, and welcome to the Conjecturing Horrorish Podcast. With me is Laura. Hello. And Greg. Howdy. <laughs> and I'm your host, Rob. How's uh, how's everybody doing tonight? So good. Excited for this. Wow. <laughs> Greg's excited. Greg's excited. Wow. Yeah, you're not. You don't seem as excited, Laura. No. Yeah, I was also just gonna say that, you know. You ask someone how they're doing in this day and age, and it's like everyone's like, good. Mm-hmm. And you kind of want to be like, really? Are you really good? Feels a little like uh, we've actually been watching Groundhog's Day quite a bit recently, like putting it on to fall asleep too, because it's been on Prime. So yeah, just kind of feeling that same thing over and over again right now. Mm-hmm. That took me down like, a couple notches right there. <laughs> 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 appreciate you, you took me into the earth on that I one know, you grabbed I mean. me like a graboid well know. you know what your movie choice really took me down on friday night so i don't feel so bad <laughs> <laughs> all right we're even, we're even. Oh, that's, that's cool funny, that's funny. yeah uh yes yes speaking of the, the movie we're doing this week we're doing tremors uh we're doing the tremors movie uh so me me and greg came prepared we're dressed uh we're a very cute couple we're um <laughs> Greg is dressed like Kevin Bacon, of course, in this movie, uh, Val. He has his cowboy hat and actually has like a looks like a like a bull or a steer up on the top. And he has a jean jacket on uh, looking pretty, pretty debonair there. Um, and uh, and I'm uh, I'm uh, what is her name in this movie? Rhonda. Rhonda. I'm, I'm Rhonda. I have my, you know, my seismic my seismic hat on and my uh my sunscreen on my nose i don't want to get my nose burned you know um anything like that uh so we make it we make a good couple you know yeah i was gonna say before i knew who greg was i thought maybe he was brett michaels for a second but (laughs) (laughs) the the look is all encompassing Mm -hmm. that's true boots denim jacket cowboy hat lanyard belt Mm -hmm. buckle yeah, and 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 Laura has decided in protest not to wear an outfit this week. I think mm-hmm. uh, she did not feel like representing anybody in this movie. Nope. Uh, I told her just to put a big brown sheet on her head and she could be the graboid, but you know she she she, she didn't want to go for it. She didn't want to go for it. You know. No, uh, but, but I I put quite a bit into my drinks. So when we get there, I will tell you guys all about that. Yep, she is very excited for her drink. So let's uh, let's see what we're all drinking tonight. Let me get the drop going. What's in the cups? All right, Laura. So uh, what drink are you drinking? I am drinking what I call the Wormy Unperfection, which is my <laughs> it's my take on a boozy dirt cup cocktail. Have you guys seen those or heard of those before? So, yeah. So it has uh, iced coffee, Kahlua, vodka, and Bailey's Irish cream mm, uh, in a cocktail. So and what I did when it was full and not melted, I crumbled up oreos to make dirt and mm -hmm. i put in these gummy worms which have been soaking vodka for days now and they've all like tripled in size and they're so strong that's what i took a bite of earlier and i made that base it's really good well done thank you nice 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 wow it's like the strongest jello shot i've ever had (laughs) 
good good choice good choice i'm, gl- I'm glad your your drink is more enthusiastic than uh than maybe you are for this movie so that's good that's good you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so what about you greg uh what, what are you drinking greg if you guys thought laura's drink was complicated and fancy wait till you see this one word beer <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. Let me let me let me let me uh, let me piggyback on that, my love. Okay. Right. <laughs> there we go. All right, there we go. We got our we got our beers going there. Nice. Cheers. Mm. Wow. Wow. Me, me and me and Greg took a drink, and Laura's eating a worm over there. Nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yes. Yeah, so I don't think we really got that many updates from uh, previous shows. <laughs> Laura keeps eating her gummy. Her gummy worms and she keeps like uh, I don't know almost dying that one went down the wrong pipe oh my gosh <laughs> you can't you can't control where the graboid goes Woo! it goes where it wants man yes mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah like I said yeah we don't have I don't think we have any updates really from previous shows uh, last week we did the conjuring uh, Laura did you you know sage your house fully anymore did you throw out all your alcohol is there no alcohol left in your house anymore if I'm going to get through this shit, I need all the alcohol. What are you saying right now? <laughs> no, uh, house house has been great. Uh, we've been great. Not really anything weird going mm. on. You know, my daughter's been like bending over backwards and crawling on all fours <laughs> and stuff and speaking and like her head's turning around and she's speaking, speaking in a weird tongue. tongue. But other than that, everything's, everything's oh, okay. I'm sure that's, yeah, that's, that's normal. That's normal. Normal things to do, you know? Nothing <laughs> nothing to alarm anybody there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Nice, nice. I'm, I'm glad things are working out. I'm glad you're, well, of course, still here. That's always good, you know? And you get sucked into a vortex or something like that. I'll keep you posted. Thank you. Thank you. We'll see. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um yeah so let's uh let's get let's get you know somewhat of the movie we're talking about here uh so like i said we're doing 1990 tremors and this is greg's movie choice greg laura really wants to know why you chose this movie it's kind of a personal movie to me i i grew up watching this a lot when i was a kid back when you know one half of my family we would get together at my great grandmother's house like 15 people and while the adults were in the kitchen you know smoking and playing cards and eating chips and whatnot they would send us kids to the uh to the front living room and they would pop in the tremors vhs tape and that would be like our entertainment every time we would go over there and uh like my brother and i would always joke about the movie we'd have inside jokes and you know it's just it's just a great wholesome funny horror movie man if that doesn't show you an example of how we were kind of the last generation with parents who really did not give a fuck like putting (laughs) on the tremors vhs for a bunch of six-year-olds over Mm -hmm. and over again oh my god that is crazy That's funny. That's funny. Okay. I can still remember that. This is how solid the memories. I can still remember the label. It was like it wasn't even like the store version. It was like recorded from TV or something. Wow. Yeah, it's just a. Uh, I have good memories watching this movie. Nice. I like that. Oh, that makes sense. You know, yeah. When we get definitely get into the movie, we'll see how much uh, how much of that affects Greg's ratings. Because uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't know where Laura's going to be at, but I think Greg might be higher than a lot of people. But we'll see. We'll see when we get to that. We'll see when we get to that. You know, um, yeah. So let's uh, let's do our quick little segment before we get into deeper into the movie here. Uh, so um, this week I have for you guys for our horror segment of the week, I have. Any questions? 
So we got a question for you guys. I got a question for you guys. So uh, definitely going on the theme of, you know, tremors and the graboid in this movie. Um, so I started to think about what other type of underground creatures that there are kind of in, you know, pop culture and movies more or less. So I'm going to pose a question to you guys about three choices and you have to choose which one I guess you would most want to be isolated with, you know, Um so one, of course, is Graboids from this movie, The Tremors. We got a Graboid. Your second choice is the Sarlacc from the Sarlacc Pit in Star Wars. Oh. All right. Or lastly, the Sandworms from Beetlejuice. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, Laura, why are, why are you excited? <laughs> this is, because. Option three, like, why did that boost your energy? Yeah. Because I love Beetlejuice. Well, you don't get you don't get to like hang out with Beetlejuice. I'm not like put saying you get to be like in the movie. I'm just saying you're you're stranded in the like the desert with sandworms, and it's it's the sandworms from Beetlejuice. I already know my answer. My answer is is the the graboids. I think with the Sarlacc pit, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. They can't. They're not mobile. They're pretty much yeah. stuck in place. So I mean, yeah. if I can just walk away, or if I'm not being sentenced to you know an evil eternal death, then mm-hmm. if I'm stuck in its proximity, I don't know. But I don't know. I would say the, the the tremors from this movie because at least there's like a way to get around them and you can strategize on, on how to avoid them seeing you mm-hmm. as we saw in this movie. Just, That's just my pole vault. Everyone knows how to do that. <laughs> and there the are always now. just perfect metal rods out in the desert always for you to just be able to hop on. So yeah. Hey, hey. It was, they were, they were, it was wood. It was wood at least. It wasn't metal. No, it was not wood. Oh my God, Laura! Again, we're going <laughs> back wood. to the thing. It was wood. Yeah, was it, was it? It was like abandoned oh. lumber. Yeah. Come on, Laura. Why do, why do you keep doing this, Laura? You you try to have defenses for things, and then you you realize you're not watching the movie closely enough. Well, honestly, I I will give you that because I will tell you later when I actually did stop watching this, like on accident. Oh my goodness. Yeah, and I was like, oh shit, I'm supposed to be watching this movie. <laughs> uh okay all right uh, okay so so what you so laura you're clearly picking the sandworms from beetlejuice they're you thought they were yeah, fun and cute because i mean i'm sorry you have to get technical first of all if i am stuck with them and they are after me i don't care what you say this is like a beetlejuice universe so if i need him i call on him three times he saves me from the sandworms and now i get to hang out with him so that's oh, cool wow. mm-hmm. but also if you remember they only exist in like that limbo place where dead spirits and ghosts go. So they're only after ghosts. So as long as I'm not dead, they're technically not a threat to me. Oh. Rob, is she dead in this scenario? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> no. What if you got eaten by a graboid and sent to the Beetlejuice Ooh. universe and then you had to face the sandworms? That would be... Oh. Well, I could still call on Beetlejuice then. Mm-hmm. Uh, she got a solution to everything yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, guess, guess who i learned that from yeah it's true i know <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i guess i guess for me I'll, I'll be the 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 different one here and i'll say the sarlacc pit i guess you know wow. it, it, it seems like the easiest to get away from like greg said it's it's not mobile it can't go anywhere you know i'm not like inside of it you know it's like you're just stranded with it you know 
maybe I'm like, you know, I'm like Boba Fett, you know, like I'm hanging on the side. But I mean, Greg, you know, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but Boba Fett got out. Right, Greg? Yeah, I think I think they, the lore is he escaped somehow. Yeah, right. So you can just call me Boba Fett. I'm Boba Rob, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. That to me is the scariest one. So that's why I don't want to It's be the highest there. risk, Rob. Like, because if you yeah. don't make it out, that's, it's like eternal suffering. So well, I don't know. You're taking a risk. Can I, can I call Beetlejuice too? <laughs> can I call him to help me? <laughs> Not the... in Star Wars universe. Oh, Sorry. dang it. Uh-huh. <laughs> dang, that stinks. Okay. I'll call Baby Yoda. I'll call Baby Yoda. He'll help me. <laughs> there you go. There we go. Um, all right. So good answers. Good answers. Yeah. If anybody wants to email in, let us know what their choice was or, you know, let me know another, you know, underground creature that I didn't think of. You can hit us up conjecturing pod at Gmail or at conjecturing pod, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, let us know what you think there. Um, so let's get to the movie now. And so uh, it's time to fill the vibrations. Let's fill the vibrations and get to our movie this week. <laughs> Laura, Laura is not feeling any of these vibrations. <laughs> How dare you use a Marky Mark? <laughs> word for this movie <laughs> phrase whatever well you know there are there are two people in their underwear marky mark was in his underwear uh what's your name Rhonda was in her underwear so i guess it kind of fits you know no okay sorry laura okay. how dare you but is that not a time to feel the very vibrations <laughs> I think it is. I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the movie drew in his tremors, 1990 movie uh, director, Ron Underwood, uh, which I believe was like one of his first directed movies. Uh, I, I didn't realize that after this, he went on to do city slickers with Billy Crystal. Which, wow. Which I, I, I love city slickers. You I know? love that movie. That was yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like I wonder if they saw this movie and they were like, Hey, you can make a movie about people in cowboy hats. So you can come do city slickers. <laughs> like, cause there's, there's no rhyme or reason why he should have got city slickers other than like there's cowboys in both, you know? City Slickers is great. Yeah, I love that movie. Let's yeah. talk about that movie. <laughs> Let's review City Slickers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. Sorry, oh, Laura. Man. Sorry, Laura. Not not that pod. Not that pod. Uh, yeah, so the budget for this movie was $11 million. Box office was 16 So it didn't make it... Uh, it, well, it made a little bit over its budget in the box office. I know it really made a lot more once it hit VHS and stuff like that. Um, but Laura's going to talk a little bit about that right now. Uh, so interesting facts, Laura. Okay. Uh, so although Tremors was not a big hit, it tripled its original box office gross with VHS sales and rentals, as Rob just said. Uh, so yeah, that's the definition of a cult classic right there. Um, let's see here. So it was two writers who wrote this, uh, S.S. Wilson and Brent Maddock. And they came up with the initial idea for Tremors while making educational safety videos for the U.S. Navy. Oh, wow. Mm. They climbed a desert boulder for a shot and pondered what they would do if for some reason they were stuck there due to some outside force they eventually dubbed land sharks. I like that. Mm -hmm. A friend of theirs, Ron Underwood, was a documentary director for National Geographic and helped them develop a believable creature for what would become the script for Tremors. Nice. Oh, and apparently uh, S.S. Wilson and Brent Maddock also wrote... Short circuit. Yeah, I, thought, ah! I thought you would like that, Laura. <laughs> That's my childhood trauma. Yeah, oh short circuit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And uh, oh, and Wild Wild West with Will Smith. Yeah, yeah. Which I thought was really interesting. I was like, these guys have very interesting movies. They're <laughs> all over the place. Yeah, That's crazy. Mm-hmm. So this one is my favorite fact. You guys are you guys are gonna like this one. So one idea by the special effects crew was for the worms to have an outer shell 
And when they were above the dirt, the shell would retract to reveal a slimier inner worm. Yeah. Uh, it didn't happen due to the phallic resemblance it had with a foreskin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I read that too, Laura. I read that too. <laughs> it was just giant, giant dicks under the sand. <laughs> that maybe would have made me laugh more in this movie. I feel like it it would have been fine. How can any special effects be <laughs> off the table after the thing was made? Yeah. That surprises yeah. me. True. That's yeah. true. It must yeah. have been really obscene. Yeah, I think I think I, I read too that when they were coming up with the, some of the designs, they were sending them back and forth to the studio. And back then, this was what it was 1990 or something like that. So they were faxing over these drawings, and I guess they said that a lot of the the women in the uh, actual like studio departments would be looking at him like, "What the? Who's sending us like penis pictures? Like, what is going on here?" You know? Oh my god! <laughs> so it definitely, yeah, it was very phallic looking. <laughs> oh man. Oh, so prior to the film's release, Bacon felt that the film was a career low. Uh, But then Bacon would later call the filming of Tremors to be the single most fun time he's ever had making a movie in his entire career. Wow. That's crazy. Even if a movie's not good, it's like you can tell when people are having fun. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I've got one last fact here. Uh, so this movie was originally given an R rating for language alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, the film included as many as 20 F-bombs. And so as an appeal, producers removed the F-word with the exception of two. And many of the swears were just dubbed over with other words. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you guys caught any of oh, them. Oh, yeah, I caught them. They're pretty, they're pretty oh, obvious. Yeah. <laughs> so, for example, there was, can you fly, you sucker? And we killed that mother humper. <laughs> Yeah, I kept, I kept watching the movie. I kept wondering, like, why are they dubbing this? I, I looked at my wife who watched this one with me, and, and I was like, I was, and I was like, did I, I was like, did I get the theatrical version here? Did I get the, did I somehow rent the TV version from from Amazon? Like, what's happening? Until I read this fact, and I'm like, wow, that's fucking crazy. Because yeah, like you said, Laura, like some of them are so like up up on Front Street. It's crazy. It's really bad. Yeah. Oh man, that's funny. Yeah. So that's it for interesting facts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. f-bombs and dicks nice yep nice nice perfect 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 you know uh yeah so like we said the cast this movie we got kevin bacon here as valentine we got fred ward as earl uh then you got some other people i was telling my wife like a lot of these people i feel like they're all character actors like i recognize them from so many things but i couldn't like pinpoint like this is from this or whatever you know other than like of course reba being like a you know like a country singer like i of course recognize mm-hmm. her um did you guys notice anybody in the cast from anything else? Yes. The little girl is the girl from Jurassic Park. That's right. That's right. Yeah. She went from graboids to dinosaurs. That's a step up. Yeah. I like yeah. that, Anna. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. Bert. Definitely Bert. Michael Gross from Family Ties. Mm, <laughs> oh, that's yep. right. Yeah. But yeah, every none of these characters, they're all, yeah, like you said, very much character actors. Like I don't think any of them later took a lead role. Um, yeah, they're definitely. Oh, also, you can't forget Chang, Walter Chang. He's the he's the grandpa from Three Ninjas. Right. He was like the go to like Asian older guy, I guess, from like the nineties. Because I he yeah, looking at like all their filmologies, he had the biggest uh, film career out of anybody. Like he was in so many things back then. It was crazy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, three Three Ninjas. Good call out, Greg. Good call out. I, I'd rather watch Three Ninjas right now. That'd be sweet. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, Laura, do you want to do synopsis for this? Or should we make Greg do it? 
Mm, yeah, let's make Greg do it. That Ooh, sounds great. Wow. You want? I'm not going to do the synopsis. You want me to do it? You want me <laughs> I'm to go? Off, do it. You want me to do it? <laughs> you want me to go off the cuff and? Come on, let's Greg. Do it. Let's yeah. peel, peel back that skin. Let's say it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 you have. Laura, Laura, you can't you can't start a podcast with like dick jokes and then not expect me just to carry them for this whole episode. <laughs> All right, Greg, let's do it. All right, you've got Valentine and Earl, two, I guess you would call them, like, country handymen. Um, They do (laughs) low-pay labor. They fix barbed wire fences. They fix linoleum. They do just kind of your basic uh, handyman work around around the place. And they're part of – they're two citizens of a town of 14 people, kind of in the middle of the desert, somewhere in random – Nevada. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you've also, you also have Rhonda, who's a kind of graduate student seismologist. And she goes out to study some unusual patterns in seismic activity underneath the ground that's occurring in the desert. And uh, you find out that there are worms, large worms that are crawling around underneath the ground, snatching up people from their homes and, you know, walking on the on the surface. And uh, this town, they're forced to deal with it. They're, they're kind of stuck in a situation where they can't um, communicate to the outside world. There's only one road going in and out, and that road gets blocked off. So these uh, these creatures kind of hone in on this small town of 14, and it's up to them to figure out how to survive. Wow. Good job, Greg. Good job. That was good. You've learned so much in these past like 24 episodes, how to kind of do a synopsis. I like it. I like it. I, I don't really remember them doing anything with linoleum, but, you know, maybe they'll, maybe they'll stretch, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so who wants to go first here? Like who, want, who thinks we should go uh, linear through this story and talk about every scene? What do you think, Laura? No, hell no. <laughs> no, you don't think so? <laughs> no. No? We did that for like Midsomar. The shiny. Okay, that's the, the level. Shiny. Yeah, the shiny. <laughs> mm-hmm. Two and a half hours. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. You don't want to spend two and a half hours on Tremors? No. I no. Don't. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's uh let's just kind of start with the opening then, like we usually do. Let's talk about the opening. You know, I think it's always a good place to start. So what did you think of the opening of this movie, Greg? What, what did you think of it? I loved it. They don't waste any time putting you into the setting of this movie. Like I said, they're in the middle of this uh, very desolate high desert location. And there's these two guys, Valentine and Earl, and um, they're trying to figure out, you know, what kind of work they have to, or what kind of jobs they have to get to next. And they sort of have, you can tell they have a camaraderie about them. Um, They're definitely friends as much as they are like coworkers or, you know, uh, and um I just I, I love the way the, the movie started out because it gives you everything that you need to know in the first few minutes about what kind of world you're entering. I mean, it's just these two guys. It's, you know, it's gloves, it's T-shirts, truck, tools, it's dirt, like you're kind of out in the open. Um, the way that they start talking to each other and their banter is, is very like down to earth. Um, I, I, I just I love the first 10 minutes of just getting to know these two main characters. And of course, anytime you mix like a Western type of movie with any kind of science fiction element, I always love that combination, you know, Wild West or um, what is it? Westworld. Anytime you like put those two elements in, in a bowl and you spin it around a little bit and see what comes out. 
um, you've already got me on board. Wow. So th- there's definitely different opinions between Westworld and Wild Wild West. So, <laughs> I mean, those are complete opposite ends of the spectrum there. So I don't know about that. You know, <laughs> I would have said maybe Cowboys versus Aliens. That's kind of in the middle ground. Um, but uh, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying, Greg. Yeah. Uh, what, what about you, Laura? What did you think of the opening of this movie? Uh, well, the fact that my, the first image I get, I love how Greg didn't mention this at all. But first image you get is uh, a dude taking a leak <laughs> and then picking a wedgie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So already first I'm like, okay, guy, like great first impression here. You just lost like half your audience right now. All the women are like, oh man, come on. It's it's hot and dry out there. Like he's not going to have a tuxedo and like not you know, pull out his, his junk area. I mean, he's not yeah. dressed like Footloose. Come on, Laura. <laughs> so you guys are just cool. No, no. Okay, look. People look, pick look, wedgies. No, no, no. In a movie, look, I, I've had these same exact thoughts, Laura. I, okay. Right away, I was like, okay, that's a that's a that's a choice. That's a choice you make. Yeah, that is a choice. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if it was in this script where it said "pick your wedgie as you walk to the truck." I don't know about that, but uh, you know, Kevin Bacon yeah. went, went for it. You know, but I was trying to. <laughs> I'm trying to how to, how to phrase this, but uh, I watched this movie twice, and oh uh, god, yeah, I know. So the first time I definitely watched this movie, I was kind of taken back to what I didn't remember. Th- little things like that, Laura, where I was kind of like, "That's just stupid." And then the second time I watched it, I really tried to get into the mindset of like, this is from the 90s. Like, this is a 90s movie. Like, you know, something we talk about, Laura, on this podcast a lot and something you're supposed to be really good at is you're able to separate movies from the era and you have to try to compare them from that era. And you can't yeah. hold it to something now. Like, we, we just watched The Conjuring fucking last week. Yeah. And like going to like <laughs> Kevin Bacon picking a wedgie, I'm like, okay, well, there's definitely something wrong here. But I got to right. try to think in my mindset of like, it's the 90s. Like, it's a comedy. It's a comedy from the 90s. You definitely yeah. have to think that. Yeah. And ni- yeah. 90s humor was picking wedgies, was like that stupid humor. So, as much as like, I in my eyes now I didn't think it was like that funny you know when if I was watching this you know when I was younger I probably would have been like oh you know he's picking his wedgie yeah you know so all right you know what I mean fair enough I digress okay no I didn't think it was funny I just thought like look you got tight pants your clothes are gonna get pretty (laughs) moving past this because I definitely don't want to talk about Kevin Bacon's ass the whole movie (laughs) but uh (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know I can tell you that I um I mean I'm sure we'll talk about this a lot, but obviously from the get-go, the acting is completely atrocious. We probably don't even need to talk about that a lot because it just is what it is. And everyone who sees this movie, love it or hate it, knows that, right? Uh So we'll get past that. But I did enjoy seeing the like friendship chemistry between the two of them, Mm -hmm. whether they are good actors or not in this movie. I totally bought their friendship. I thought it was hilarious um, it was kind of like a big brother, little brother thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really, I did really like that. Um, and although I'm not super interested in like tiny ass towns in the middle of nowhere, you know, this town of perfection, which supposedly only has a population of 14 yeah, people. 14 people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I did like seeing that. I mean, we all kind of love setups. I think we've talked about that before, especially when it's set in like a, town or place that we're not used to seeing movies filmed in and I actually don't remember if they showed this right away but I did love the fact that there was this tiny little 
diner slash convenience store. And like, that's kind of where everyone gathered and hung out. I, I do love that. That is a very nineties thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, like all of the, all of that setup I did appreciate, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, just from the beginning, you're like, Oh God, it's yeah. going to be like this. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It, it's uh, I mean, it's it, you know, uh, God, it's hard. It's hard to say. Uh, so it's not the happening. Okay. So let's not, let's not, you know, I know Greg doesn't want us to mention that movie anymore. He wanted to put some type of standard on how long we can talk about movies. Uh, 20 the- episodes. So you got 20 more episodes. <laughs> to mention okay, good. And then that's the statute of limitations expires. I mean, go, like going back to the happening, like right when Mark Wahlberg opens his mouth, I'm like, this is going to be a train wreck. But at least in this movie, like I didn't feel that way. I felt like, all right, it's 90s. Let's go for the ride. You know what I mean? So at least it was that. It's not that where I'm like, fuck, yeah. this is going to be shit. Well, and I'll piggyback on this. This will be the last thing I say about the happening, but <laughs> I will give this movie credit. I'm piggybacking off of you. I agree with you because mm-hmm. in the happening, that movie took itself very seriously, which was our big gripe with that movie and why it makes the acting even worse. Cause it's like, wow, you mm-hmm. thought this was okay. And it was not. But at least in this movie, it knows it's like a campy, hilarious B movie horror. Um, And so, yeah, I think like I've seen Kevin Bacon and other stuff. I think he's a good actor. Yeah, I know. Mm -hmm. But yeah, he fucking was ridiculous in this movie. But he also knew I'm doing a movie about underground worms. Like, of course, he's going to be ridiculous. So, yeah. So, I mean, I don't want to ignore the fact that the acting is horrid. Mm hmm. Uh, but yes, I can see your point there. And I do agree to an extent. And actually I didn't think that Fred Ward was terrible. He's no. probably my favorite character. Yeah, he was, he was pretty much just pretty solid all the way through. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. 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 Speaking like you were talking about of just like this movie and what it's supposed to be of like the directors and writers themselves said that it's supposed to be like a 1950s creature movie. So yeah. it's like, yeah, that's exactly, I mean, that's exactly what Shyamalan tried to say remember about yep. the happening and, and later laura, and laura and laura and everybody else were just like bullshit you mm. know uh so that's, that's pretty funny that like this is actually what everybody thought it was supposed to be you know so that makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense so yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean for me i i and I, I enjoyed the opening i thought it was a good setup for who the characters were i didn't think the acting was horrible out of the gate i thought they were pretty good back and forth with each other um I did. I wasn't. I don't remember it being that comedic, though. Like remembering it back in the day, I thought it was more serious than than what it actually was. I don't think it was until it hit like the the whole like uh, you know, introduction to Rhonda part, where like uh, you know, he has the whole line of like, oh, there's supposed to be a new seismograph, a new student or something there, and then Kevin Bacon looks and he's like, new one. That's supposed to be a girl. And then like the music goes like, dur, 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 and it's like this like comedic country music. And that's when I'm like, oh shit, this is like, <laughs> this is like trying to be a comedy right now, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't, I didn't remember that from back in the day. I didn't remember it was like, so trying to be comedic, which I found interesting because I read something that they said originally it had a very darker score to it. Ooh. The original, the original composer took this movie very seriously and did a very dark, like, you know, horror score to it. And then I guess the directors in the studio came back and they were like, this isn't going to work, you know, blah, blah, blah. And they end up bringing in somebody else last minute. He's the one that kind of made it more funny and more campy with the music and the tones, which I think totally fit way better. Yeah, the first thing you hear, I think, when the when the movie opens is that harmonica. <laughs> when it like zooms on the, on the truck, the truck bed. Mm-hmm. I love that actually. Yeah. Yeah. So let's uh let, let's talk about Rhonda's introduction here because my 
my wife had comments. I thought it was weird. Uh, you know, we just we just had a whole discussion right now about this is the 90s. So things are definitely different now than they were then. But did anybody feel very like uh, sexist or sexism in Kevin Bacon's uh, remarks? Um, absolutely. Right? It I, was. I, I re- yeah, I wrote it down too, Laura. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to read it, Laura? You want to read it? Oh, no, no, I didn't write down oh. what he said, but I wrote down in my notes like what a misogynist like oh my god just yeah uh, well it's it's hard it's hard to watch i wrote it down i wrote it down because i'm like i wanted to get this so pretty much after he says like oh you know it's supposed to be a girl they drive off and then he's talking kevin bacon's character is talking about like what he wants the girl to be and he says you will have long blonde hair big green eyes world-class breasts ass that won't quit and legs that go all the way up and it was, <laughs> I was like, whoa, like, you know, it's just like in the nineties, that's cool. You know, I, I, and, and I guess it was supposed to be funny in the nineties. That would have been a funny scene, but just now it's like, Ooh, like that does not play well. You know what I mean? It felt it definitely doesn't age yeah. well. I, but I thought I looked at it like, well, he's kind of the young hothead. He's naive. Earl, who's sort of the older mentor guy is the one that kind of reels him back in. It's like, who cares about all that? You know, like, uh, you know, why are you trying to go chase waterfalls? It, you know, and the funny thing is when they drove up the Rhonda, she's kind of just a nice, I think she's an you know, attractive woman. She's very smart. She's doing her work. Like you have all the cool qualities within the first few, first few seconds and Valentine, he kind of looks like, yeah. it's not, you know, but then if you look at the evolution of, uh, of Valentine over the course of the movie, you learn that he, re- he learns to, drop some of his his stupid ways you know uh and you learn that she's probably the smartest one in this movie she is and i think look being stuck out there in the middle of nowhere maybe you don't have the right perspective on diversity or or you know modern cultural norms so maybe he's not in that so then when he finally meets her and they get to hang out he kind of has a change of heart about it and they become kind of attracted to each other. But the first scene as cheesy as it was, and as like misogynist as it was to me, I thought that he kind of had like an innocent intent. It's kind of like, I felt like he was a, a probably like a 14 year old boy stuck in a, a 30 year old man's body, you know, saying stuff mm-hmm. like that, which it's ridiculous. But you like, if you look at the, the, the range of the movie, what, how he changes and like his attitude, you know, like I was mm-hmm. okay with it. It's a so this is a fourteen-year-old coming-of-age story. <laughs> That's what we're watching. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I like you said, I just took it as like it's the fucking nineties. Like this is this is a, a movie trope from the nineties. Like you know, whether you want to call it the you know the librarian girl that nobody thinks is attractive, and then she's attractive, and it's like that's just, it's just a movie trope that they use back in the day that just doesn't age well now and doesn't you know it doesn't really work nowadays so it just feels so weird yeah. like i said out of date um but it was it was just a scene where i was like oh all right we're going here all right yeah you know <laughs> so uh yeah um where do you what uh, what did did you guys actually like Rhonda the character herself and acting and, and this and that oh acting was rough for me i i had problems with all of the acting but i would say she was probably my least favorite actor really wow yeah which sucks because i i liked her character mm-hmm. you know yeah yeah wow okay all right yeah um yeah i mean what do you guys think about the other characters because pretty much after that scene you go to where they go into town and they're pretty much going through all the characters and who they are and what they do and 
Did you guys have, do you guys like or dislike any other characters? You know, what's funny is I, I'm not a big fan of Reba, but I actually think that she is the best actor in this movie right now. <laughs> like her acting to me was the most believable. Uh, and yeah, so I, I was happy that I was wrong in that sense. You know, I kind of just assumed that it, she was going to be ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it just sucks. Again, I think this might have been a little lost on me because, again, I didn't really watch this as a kid. But I know that that Bert character was supposed to be funny and everyone loves to hate him. But I just fucking hated him. Like, this guy. Just uh, I, feel oh. like, I feel like I was just watching my father. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was, compl- it was completely fine with me. <laughs> I think like you have you have sort of this cast of characters who they all are of different personalities and ages and still so, like Reba and um Michael so Reba's character and uh Bert, they're kind of like a couple, right? And they're kind of like reclusive survivalists, you know, like doomsday preppers, you know, they, they own like this insane arsenal of guns, they don't trust the government, they kind of moved out to the middle of nowhere and knowing that that that's their background, um, a lot of the things that they say doesn't really surprise me. I, I honestly thought that the characters in this movie were the best thing about it. I thought everybody was so was so likable. Like as, as ridiculous as a lot of them were, like they were they were likable in their honest flaws like they like you said they got together they would go to chang's market and they kind of sat around and they kind of um you know they would like bag on each other and you know how you had that little kid melvin you had miguel kind of your token hispanic guy uh nestor chang token asian (laughs) guy you know it was it was definitely very 90s but at the same time, everyone had their own personalities and being a town of like 14, which definitely exists, there are towns out there that have like one person <laughs> yeah. in them mm-hmm. in the country. Every every state has them. But uh, you definitely have to get along in order to survive. Each person does their own thing. You had a farmer, you had a potter, I guess. I don't know, you had a shop owner. So, but knowing that, that's your baseline. So you kind of, to me, I accepted all of those, you know, whatever flaws. Um, and I, I loved it. Everybody was, you know, uh, Melvin was probably the, the little, the younger mm-hmm. kid, the kind of the petulant teenager, angsty kid who defied everybody and who never took anything seriously. I yeah. didn't like him, but that, but everybody else, I thought was very enjoyable to watch. I actually, I didn't really hate the, I didn't hate the acting. I, I really mm-hmm. liked it. Yeah. Okay. About the uh, the couple, the older couple that's trying to build the house and retire there. Oh, the doctor, the doc, doc and his the wife. Doctors. Mm-hmm. How was that? That was bad, but they weren't they weren't main characters at all. But talk about pulling someone out of a scene that's a pretty decent scene with just the bad acting. Like, oh man, true, true you could have just picked any other woman. You could have picked oh, any other woman to okay. play that that chick. She just ruined the scene. Okay, I was gonna say I was gonna say who in that scene. You're talking about her. Her her acting yeah. was way too over the top, Laura. Oh yeah. So so to recap, I think the scene would have been actually really cool pretty badass. Uh, so to recap, they are building a home out in perfection, perfection. Mm. No, I already forget what the town's called. And they're like kind of camping out right now because their home obviously isn't built yet. And the graboid, you know, comes and it gets the husband pretty quickly. And the wife is able to escape into their car. And when she's in the car, you know, she thinks that she's more or less safe, but 
that's the first scene I think where we really realize how big it actually is. Cause up until this point, it would always just kind of send the little yeah. worms mm-hmm. from the mouth out, but we never really actually got to see the big dude that's, you know, controlling these little worms, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, uh, it was well hung. Mm-hmm. There you go. Oh man. So good. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> and, and essentially it, it just eats her car and her in yeah. it. That scene would have been really great. The acting was so terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah, let's uh, let's go through some of the deaths in this movie because uh, I think there are actually some really good deaths in this. The first death you have, of course, is Edgar, who's the guy that climbed up the the power lines to try to get away from the uh, graboids. Of course, you don't know that at the time. You know, Earl and and Val- Valentine just find him up there. You know, thinking he's drunk. Um, and they climb up there and then they find him dead. The doc says that he's, you know, been up there for, it was a weird line when he was like, you know, he'd been up there a couple of days and the doc is like, oh no, it's been three or four. And I was like, wait, isn't three or four a couple? What is a couple? Is that only two? Couples two. Like if you have a couple, that actually means really? two. Really? I didn't know that. Did you know that, Laura? Like if like you and like if you and your wife are together, you call them a couple. Mm-hmm. I think, or you take two machine parts and you put them together and you have a coupling it actually just means oh, wow. i didn't know that that's oh, funny all right fuck me all right <laughs> <laughs> although i don't think that he would die of dehydration after a few days that's that's you know i you know i'm gonna go bro science but i think you can go at least you know a week without no water. you can go a week like, without food yeah, food is can... a week yeah mm-hmm. oh but water, water yeah okay. it's like two days and and you take into consideration what well i I just i've gone the last four days without water no and take into consideration the heat the heat from that yeah yeah and the fact that he clearly they said he was an alcoholic so he's probably not drinking a lot of water anyway he's just drinking alcohol liver shot yeah (laughs) um and then definitely the next death scene you have i think it's one of the more kind of fucked up one is the guy with the sheep the farmer you know oh yeah which like the sheep themselves being like all fuck all destroyed was pretty gross and then when Oof, when yeah. Val and uh, and Earl find him and it's just his head in the sand, I thought that was a pretty good like jump scare when they like remove the hat and it's just like his face there. I thought that was pretty creepy. Did you get did you get scared of that part, Laura? Did you jump? I didn't, but I'm laughing because when I first saw that actor, this is really mean, but when I first saw the actor when he was alive, I literally wrote down in my notes, is that Jeepers Creepers slash Freddy? Oh, that's what that's I thought. That's what too. he looked like. Yeah, that's me. what I thought too. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that too. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow, man. Good minds think alike, Laura. There we go. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. To the next death you got, you got the road workers on the street there, uh, which I thought was. It's almost like one of my favorite scenes in this movie when they're working with the jackhammer and then they puncture the actual graboid and then the jackhammer gets pulled away really quickly. I thought that was a really cool scene. Um, you know, and then of course yeah. those guys die and this and that. And, uh, you know, um, what, what other, what other, is there any other deaths that really stood out from you guys? Oh, what about you? You can't forget, uh, Nestor when, so the grab boys start like shaking down everyone's house houses and then he kind of falls off and then he's like, then he runs to the, um, oversized oh. tire and he like runs to it to try to sit in it. And then, you know, Kevin Bacon's on the roof like, no, Nestor, that's no good. You got to get higher. Boom. It like sucks him through the middle of the tire into the ground. That really scared me. Yeah. As a kid. You, ne- you never went on a tire swing again, Greg? 
Honestly, you know what I, I remember one of the, like probably the week or month or maybe just the whole year after the first time I saw this movie, one of the things that got me was I would never sit in like a low lawn chair because <laughs> I thought that I would get like just taken into the ground. And I would, you know, in my backyard from like the porch to like the other side of the, of the yard, we had these like stone steps, like stepping stones. I would make sure to just step on each of those really quickly and like not touch the grass. It was like the, the mm-hmm. ground is lava just because I didn't want to get taken down. Um, and I just like, it really, it impacted me as, as a kid watching this. Even, I think even when I was on the playground at school, I was, I didn't know if, cause ba- you know, they kind of mess with the logics of the, of the, of the, uh, the gravel and what it can do. But I didn't know if it could come through the blacktop of, of the school <laughs> pavement. Like, because in, in some situations, it like it, it can get through asphalt, concrete and pavement and also like the base underneath somehow. But then it can't get through reinforced concrete, but then it can get through a concrete slab. Like, I didn't know. And it really tripped me up as, as a kid. And like, I remember playing on this, the playground, like, OK, I'm playing tetherball is this thing just going to like, when I win this game, it's just going to suck me into the ground and, and steal my victory uh, from beneath me or something. But um, yeah, definitely like it, it gets to you. If you watch this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all those, all those death yeah. scenes. The only death I really didn't like was Walter, because I don't know if you guys noticed this, but as he was getting eaten alive by the Graboid, he was straight up doing spirit hands the whole time. Like, ah! I saw that. that was, Why? I think he, he definitely improvised that. I thought I, that was the first time I, I noticed it this last go. Yeah. I think he was trying to be, he was trying to do a ninja move. He, he was recalling three ninjas. No, sorry. No, he had to get Tum Tum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like Greg watched that and was like, oh, fuck, Laura's going to bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I yeah, know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, I actually, I mean, let's get into a little bit of the actual like creature itself, you know, a little bit of the practical effects and kind of like, I guess one of the bigger first reveals you have is the one where it gets caught on the truck and they pull the whatever i don't know what they i don't even know if they have a name for the actual just the tongue part i don't know what the name is for that but when they actually like have it and everybody's looking at it and like they're touching it and i was like oh it just looks so nasty yeah yeah because i saw like on a not a documentary but like a behind the scenes of how they made this movie and just how like though that was like mostly like styrofoam but it was like painted and stuff like that so just i mean like really good of practical oh, effects wow. in this movie were, were these practical effects laura better than the thing to you was this more realistic uh you know, it's so it's such a tough question because it's like very different things here. But yeah, I mean, I, I definitely appreciate, again, I appreciated the practical effects in this movie as well as the thing, obviously. Uh, I thought, yeah, I mean, especially something to that size, that's pretty impressive. I mean, it, it was all practical effects, right? There was no, uh, yeah, yeah, there's no CG. Pretty, I, I pretty much, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the only, yeah. the only thing they did alternatively was there's a lot of miniature work involved in this. Mm, yeah. Which was really cool to see, like, in this in this one video I saw on YouTube. It's just, like, making Tremors. Um, it's, like, an hour-long, like, documentary thing behind the scenes of, like, just, like, how the miniatures worked and what scenes they used them on. And it was really cool. Like, like most of it is pretty much any time that the, the Graboid creature is, like, out of, you know, busting. After it busts through any type of surface, it's pretty much a miniature from that point on when it's moving around. Yeah. Anytime oh, you're wow. watching it and you that. think to yourself, 
that kind of looks a little CG or a little claymation-y, it's, it's a miniature, uh, which is really crazy. Like the whole um, gun scene when it breaks through the, the bunker and they're shooting at it, almost all of that is all miniature work. And they literally wow. had they literally had to recreate that whole room with miniatures. So it was like little, yeah. little tiny wrenches and hammers and like little baby guns. It was crazy. It was really cool to see just how they do that back in the day. No yeah, way. yeah. Yeah, see, I, I think that's pretty cool. I, I will say that I think the the effects in general from the thing are scarier for sure. Like I didn't, I appreciated this creature and like all the detail and all the work, but I didn't think it was scary at mm-hmm. all. This thing to me was not scary. And it's actually kind of disappointing because someone who has seen bits and pieces of this movie on like FX randomly and has never seen it all the way through, you know, you're always familiar with the movie poster, like the front of the VHS Mm -hmm. and the image of the Graboid on the main poster for Tremors is not what it looks like. And that thing looks horrible horrifying to me like i am like why didn't it look like that hmm. it, it did never once look uh like a fruit roll-up or a dinosaur <laughs> no i just thought it was dumb you just thought it was dumb yeah oh, crazy yeah I, I thought the effect i thought the way that they did the practical effects were actually quite genius and it reminded me of like you were you, you mentioned laura that um the writers got the idea and they called it like a land mm-hmm. shark mm-hmm. or something. I definitely got that vibe. It felt like Jaws on, yeah. on on land, right? And you have to think, how do you create this giant creature and make it burrow through the tunnels? Well, you're actually not going to do that. And it, it, it made me think of how they would create the shark in Jaws by just, you know, creating a small shark head and making it pop up. And the, the rest of it was up to the mind of the viewer to mm-hmm. imagine. So they did that a lot in this movie right they showed you a couple instances where it like busted out of the wall or busted out of the ground and like you said rob it was like miniaturized but i I couldn't tell the difference um and then the rest of it was just all implied which i totally bought into you would see the fence posts like getting Mm -hmm. sucked into the ground and your brain fills in the gaps it makes you think oh shit there's something underneath there that's getting through chasing after them you know and you would almost see like the ground kind of like bubbling up like a wave, kind of like how Jaws would come through the water, or you would see the uh, the wooden slats of the porch of the uh, of the market kind of like flow in a wave, like it was coming toward them. That didn't require you to like create a giant worm and model it and move it to the ground. That just you know practical effects. And like I said, your brain fills in the rest. And I thought that was so genius of them to do that. Um, the only thing I didn't like was kind of. You know, when they would show somebody like like off in the distance and the camera would go underground and you saw soil kind of uh, in first person view going to the sides of the camera. Oh, mm-hmm. I wish in that situation what they should have done is just make it all black and then somehow show like pulses of, of color, sensing where the noises are coming from and how it's able to predict where thing you know where things are to cut to mm-hmm. surface. I thought that would have been cool. But aside from that, I mean that probably would have been a lot of technical work. Aside from that, all of the practical effects uh to me were were really yeah. great. Yeah, I mean I think the one of the best uh, scenes for me, especially talking about practical effects and this and that is the the first big reveal of just how big this thing is and how it's like not just snakes like they thought. You know, it's it's pretty much it's Earl and Val and they're you know the the horses get attacked and then that's when it kind of like 
the ground starts bubbling huge. And uh, there, I think the quote was like, there must be a hundred snakes. There must be a hundred of them. And then it like burst through and they're like, holy shit, look how giant this thing is. And then of course they take off running and they try to jump over a flood control. And that's when the thing like busts into like a concrete barrier and pretty much kills itself. And then that's when you get the reveal finally of like what it really more or less looks like when they take away the concrete and it's like all the goo and ooze is coming out of it and stuff like that. And I'm just like, oh, nasty. You know, but I, I really like that scene. I thought that was a really cool scene. Laura was shaking her head there. What did what'd you think, Laura? Yeah, I mean, I... I I have to tell you guys that I'm so I'm starting this movie and I know what this movie is. I know that it's going to be this B movie that's, you know, super campy. And so I'm trying and I'm trying and I'm just kind of letting dumb things go, you know. And then next thing I know, I'm on my phone. And I like it just hits me like, "Wait, what am I doing? I'm, I'm supposed to be watching this movie. And I look up and I'm like, Oh shit, I got to rewind. Like I, you know, cause you know, when you just mindlessly watch TV and you're not really interested in it. So you just on your phone, Yeah, that happened to me. And that's not happened to me through any movie I've watched as like quote unquote homework for this podcast. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm watching it and I'm like, I put my phone away and I kind of sit up and my legs are shaking, you know, I'm like, okay, this has got to be almost over. Right. So I hit pause to see how much longer I have left. <laughs> and I had been, I think I was like 50 and some change in. And then I see that there's still 44 minutes left. And I just stood up and was like, oh, Jesus, fuck. Like if I was watching this, not for the podcast, there is no way in hell I would have finished this movie. They need to create like a millennial version that like chops it down to like 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Again, this is kind of similar to our my thing episode is me saying that I appreciate some of this stuff, but it just wasn't for me. But unlike the thing, which I totally understood why that was a cult classic and why it has a lot of reviews, I know that it's just my personal preference that made me not like it as much. Mm-hmm. This movie, I think, is is worse. And I, I actually don't know how it has such good reviews. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, Laura, is there anything you actually liked in this movie? Yes. There was a line actually from Reba when she shouts, you broke into the wrong rec room now, didn't you, mister? And you know, the fact that she's like not swearing. I don't know. This is after the whole ridiculous scene where they're just using like 800 guns to try to bring this thing down, which... That's Bert's line, isn't it? I think Reba said it. Didn't she? No, like they, they kind of get together, they blow this thing up with guns, and he's like, broke into the wrong goddamn rec room, didn't Maybe you? Maybe it was this line. Oh I don't know God. why I wrote down it was three bucks. So, so, Laura, so Laura has no likes in this movie. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that I totally agree with you. That's such a great line because, see, the thing is, that line, it, you're so afraid for them because you think, like, they're unloading their entire arsenal on this thing, and you think that they're dead. And then they're so fearful, like, and these are probably the toughest two characters, Reba and uh, and Bert. They're like the toughest two characters in this movie, and they're still a, sort of like afraid for their lives because they're facing something. They didn't I don't expect. think they are at all. They I did mean, not look afraid, not even once. They just looked like, all right, we're gonna kill this motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, well, like, so when they're like embracing after they actually do kill it then that that switch that gets flipped when he's like suddenly like triumphant yeah. like you really feel that 
I just I, I love that line. Yeah. Too. yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not like a huge like gun person. I don't really no. care for guns. Like my dad, of course, took us shooting when we were younger. Like I said, my dad is literally Bert from this movie. Uh, he <laughs> he took us shooting when we were younger and stuff like that. I I've shot shotguns, but I'm not like a huge enthusiast. But like the scene where they're like pulling all the different guns from their wall. It's such a cool fucking scene. It's so like I'm like, yeah. dang, like what are they gonna pull next? Like, oh shit, he's getting like an elephant fucking rifle now. And I, like, I, I want. I, I didn't even know there was such a gun called an yeah. elephant gun until but I, I, I kept wanting it to go farther and be like, is that a fucking bazooka? Is it like I wanted to go more? You know what I mean? But you know, for for somebody that doesn't really like really care for guns that much, I did actually like that scene where they were just kept pulling all the different weapons off the wall. I thought it was pretty fucking cool, you know. He did mention, like, remember when they were like building pipe bombs, and then uh, Earl's like, "What do you? What? What is this?" He's like, "Cannon infuse," oh, yeah. and he's like, well, "What do you need that for?" And he goes, "My cannon." So I think he probably <laughs> did have a few other things up. I did think I did think that was a good line. That was a good line. I, I chuckled when I was like, "Oh, it's a good line," you know. Um, I yeah, I just think that there are. That's actually probably my favorite thing in this entire movie. It's just all the small little bitty lines. Like I don't know what you guys think about it, but. I think sprinkled throughout the movie are small lines, either whether it's just being, you know, quietly humorous or just, I don't know, they just felt so down to earth to me, you know? That was just my favorite thing, like the different little snippets of what what they said and how they talked to each other. I I just, I felt like I knew these people. And in fact, in some ways we kind of do like, we know like the gun guy, you know, like you said, Rob, like your dad or whatever. I I know people who are like that. We know the annoying kid. You know, we know like the shop owner that's like oblivious <laughs> to everything that doesn't care that his phone does, isn't working, but he's just there to like make a buck, you know. Um, so that's the, the characters and, and like the little the screenwriting for me. I know that you guys mocked it, but like for me, it was like my favorite thing about it. Yeah, I loved it. It felt so down to earth and not forced. Yeah, at all. I was going to ask you guys, like I usually do this in some episodes, but who would you be in this movie? Like who, who would you be Laura in this movie? If you had to pick somebody, not like who would you want to be, but like who most embodies you? Actually, I, I think I'm Rhonda because little nerdy fun fact about me. I actually, I took a earth science course in uh, high school and I won the award, you know, how the, like mm-hmm. every class you can take gives an award to, you know, one student every year. I won the earth science award. And so, um, yeah, like I know a lot about volcanoes and earthquakes and wow. things like that. So I think that even though it's been a long time and I'm probably rusty, uh, I think that I probably would have been able to pull some of that knowledge out in the situation because even though like she said, this thing is unprecedented. Like I've never heard of it, seen it. All of her knowledge on just like seismic activity as far as like earthquakes and land and ended up helping her and like saving everyone's ass, really. She was the most knowledgeable. So not to like toot my own horn, but I honestly think I Mm -hmm. see myself as her (laughs) more than anyone. But I'll tell you what, I would never fucking go for Kevin Bacon's character. So she can do better. What was wrong with Kevin Bacon's character other than like being a misogynistic person in the beginning? Oh, geez, that's it. Oh, he's that's also it? a jackass. He's oh. kind of a jackass. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Uh, what, what about you, Greg? Uh, who would you be after Laura to set you up so you can't be Kevin Bacon? <laughs> <laughs> you guys remember when the, when the road got like shut down because those two construction workers died? And then, you know, they were talking about, oh, well, no one's going to check up on us. 
but then like later you like revisit the road and you find out on the other side of the blockage that somebody did uh it's a very brief scene like a truck did yeah. kind of come up um that's probably i think that would be me <laughs> you know like inspecting my field crew like checking like what's going on like why isn't the, the construction done and then of course a graboid's gonna get me because i'm just like walking around like an idiot <laughs> <laughs> oh great that was a very mm -hmm. honest answer i love it wow, <laughs> I love wow. It. dang well we're all being very honest so i'm definitely melvin you know i'm i'm, oh, I'm, no. I'm melvin you, you, if i was in this setting i would be make i would be making jokes i would be making fun of people he's a, mm -hmm. he's a douche nozzle dude well, you're not a douche nozzle eh, well some people might think so i don't know <laughs> But I, oh. I, I definitely would be the the guy, the kid that would put the graboid creature around my neck and be like, ah, oh, it's got me, look out, you know. Ah, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that is true. Yeah, is you know. True. So I think that scene alone is like, okay, that's me. I'm Melvin. You know. Yeah. Okay, though. You know, we, we got to be true to who we are. It's okay. You know. All right. Yeah, yeah. I like uh, that. Greg, do you have any more positives you want to talk about until we move on? <laughs> I know it's endless. Get out that long dick. <laughs> It, oh it, it's not <laughs> the only thing i like is is the fact that one of the the best features of this movie is like what i what i want to call the battle of the, what the hell is wrong with you guys? <laughs> when rob pulls out these jokes i i can no longer hear anything i'm sorry i'm pulling myself together so did you did you go through all your positives greg uh i mean throughout the movie i i liked how as a viewer you didn't know what was going on with these things any more than the characters. And you would learn incrementally as they did how to deal with them. When they got to the rock and they were like throwing rocks out to see how long it would wait, to see how smart it was. And it was almost, I, I really felt like you were there learning how to deal with these creatures like they were. Um, and I, and I love that fact in watching the creatures try to outsmart the humans and the humans try to outsmart them in return. It was like a back and forth the entire way. Boom, 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 boom. Um, and I, I really like that, that aspect of the movie. Hmm. Okay. Nice, nice, nice. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, my last, uh, my last positive here before we get into negatives is definitely, we have to talk about it is the boulder scene. We have, you know, to me, it's one of the most classic scenes in the movie. It's the movie. I think it's the part of the scene that if you talk to anybody like, Hey, have you seen tremors? Like, yeah, like, I feel like that's the first image maybe that will pop in your head is the boulder scene, especially when they're like jumping from boulder to boulder. And it's like sequenced to where all three of them are moving at the same time. It, it's a, it's a, cool scene i liked it you know i think laura was upset he, she thought the poles were metal so she was like why are there metal poles out there in fact okay it was wood but explain to me why they were perfectly sized wooden poles just lying there just for them mm -hmm. for that situation can you explain that to me no i have no defense to that no <laughs> no <laughs> you don't want to make something up come on oh, oh i come on, Rob. I have oh, an explanation. Greg. It's Greg's, oh, Greg's I, movie. It's Greg's movie. I, look, my family used to have properties in the high desert. And honestly, when you go out there, there's just shit lying around. Honestly, there's like, there's pipes, hangers, wood and slats, shoes, literally just stuff, places. And it wouldn't surprise me if you found a, a pile of trash next to a boulder. Are they going to be perfectly the right height and flexible enough to carry the weight of a, a grown man? get him from boulder to boulder obviously not that's clearly contrived mm. um but i don't know they they played that scene there was some music to go oh along my with it. God. the more 
lighthearted to make you realize it was not to be taken as as seriously as the rest of yeah, yeah 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 um, the the only part i thought that was really unrealistic was when they actually land in the car and she goes through the window and yeah. and i get the point of like her being able to like put it in clutch and then push the pedal to go but i was like wait how is she steering yeah and i was like i don't think your arms can even move like that you know I didn't notice that like at any point when watching this movie in the last like 25 years, but this time when I watched it a couple nights ago, you, when you see the car, you see the truck drive down the path and, and perfectly like meandered the curves. I thought, who the hell is doing yeah. this? Yeah. yeah. That was mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So let's, uh, let's get to Laura's grinding gears here. I'm interested to hear what of the many things she saw in this movie really, really got to her bad. Uh, so Laura, let me, uh, let me get your drop going here. Richard Gere. Blink, 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 blink. Okay, Laura, what uh, what what ground your gears in this movie? To recap, the whole point of this segment with me started because I actually have a condition where if I see something visually, it like it makes me feel really uncomfortable to the point where I get. Uh, I actually feel with rage, which is ridiculous. And I know that that's ridiculous. Yeah, that rage. Truly. But uh, this condition I have is secondary to another condition, which many more people have. And it's when you hear something and the sounds, you know, make, make you feel really, it's just like unnerving and again, kind of fill with anger even though you know that it's ridiculous. So this is more along those lines. The way that these two men treated their fucking truck, you guys, for two men with little to no money, Uh trying to use their one truck to essentially change their lives and get out of town and to be in a town where there's like three people and most likely someone probably couldn't come help you if you got stranded if your truck broke down they were constantly constantly speeding and then slamming on their brakes which caused the truck to just fishtail and the screeching and like it happened so often and i just kept hearing these screeching brakes and it was like i'm getting goosebumps right now it was like nails on a chalkboard it upset me to my core and it completely it happened so often that it actually took me out of the scene where i again i would have to rewind and be like what was just said what just happened because i am like sick to my stomach over all of this breaks preaching it was just like i don't know I, I like it's it's obviously me being turned off by a very stupid element but yeah it really upset me Rob, did you notice like it, the truck screeching its brakes one time? No, I didn't. I didn't notice. Oh my Me god! Neither. Oh. Me oh my neither. God. <laughs> I didn't oh notice god. it once. There, there's there's only there's only the one scene where it's trying to get away from the graboid that has it on the hill, and then he's like, gonna, yeah. he's gonna blow the transmission or whatever, and like the 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 tire like flaps and it makes like a sound. That's the only time where I even noticed like a sound with the truck. The way that they drove that truck in like almost every scene, they were constantly slamming on the brakes like they they clearly did not want that truck they're they're hoping for some insurance money maybe i don't know insurance money <laughs> wait were you were you upset more the fact that at their 
ethical treatment of their their vehicle or it's the sound of the screeching brakes that like gives you the heebie-jeebies the sound was both the sound was giving me the heebie-jeebies but you know as a human with a car that i like (laughs) take you know i i take care of it it's my fucking car and these guys at one point they say they have like three dollars in their wallet it's like what are you doing dude (laughs) If, if those two guys lose their car they're actually yeah no they could just drive the that you know 30 ton cat well okay it'll it'll take them a good you know month to go a mile but first 90 percent of the movie i didn't know that they had that thing right so oh yeah yeah if they have three if they have only have three dollars in their wallet there's no way they have insurance they don't Mm. have insurance on that view that's true (laughs) there's no way there's no way yeah yeah that's true okay all right well well thanks laura for your grinding gear segment you know you're welcome it's been a while i thought i would yeah Mm mm-hmm there. That is so interesting. Yeah, just just angry how men drive. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> just these men, not just, all men. These men. Eh, well, yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. That's true. Um, yeah, let's uh, let's get to Greg. Greg, do you do you have negatives? I did. I, I had a few. Earl and, and Valentine. They're racing across the desert to get back to the town on these horses that are. I mean, how fast are horses? Thirty miles per hour. They pretty can go fast. pretty damn mm-hmm. fast. And somehow the graboids catch up to them. That that never made sense to me. Um, there were other technical issues that even irked me as a you know as a kid. One of them was, and, and this is like the same as the thing. You know, where does the dirt go? You know. <laughs> Like a shark going through the water, it can swim because the fluid moves around the shark because they're in a fluid. But at Earth, it's like when you drill down and you you bury like a foundation, you have to spit the – you bring the soil back up. These things, you can't just move through the soil unless they're like dispelling the Earth Mm. behind them in some way. And then to move at that speed – like, I didn't really get that. Um, so there's just a couple of, like, logistical issues. But obviously, this is just, like, a B-movie. Yeah. Um, it's not going to nail down all of the all of that stuff. I mean, we're talking about worms the size of, like, you know, small whales traveling faster than horses through the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that was pretty much it. I mean, really, n- none of this other stuff. Like, I didn't even notice a single truck breaking <laughs> at all. Um all of the actors' performances were, were fine to me. I thought everybody was very endearing, actually. Wow, amazing, amazing, wow. Greg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, like I said, my 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 negatives go back to definitely the first time I watched it. I thought the acting was pretty bad. There'd be certain parts where like the acting would be not not that great, you know. But then there'd be certain scenes where Kevin Bacon is like so over the top. Yes. And it, and I'm just like, whoa! Like just a scene ago, you were pretty like just straightforward. You and you and Earl were having a good conversation. It was actually pretty good scene and then the next scene you're like your eyes are bugging out of your head and your hair's flapping around and i'm just like whoa (laughs) and that's that's not brilliant to you no that is so great his over the topness was so awesome but you guys didn't like that there's just you thought that was uncharacteristic if it was like constant through the whole movie then maybe it'd be like okay but there's certain scenes where he's actually like pretty like just regular you know like where him and him and uh earl are having a straight conversation he's not very over the top but then when he goes over the top it's just so like dramatic and it's so like different that you're like whoa like that's clear that's just way too much oh man i totally disagree mm-hmm. maybe that's how maybe that's how greg gets when he gets animated he starts flapping around or something like that i like the balance of it i think that he was cool and chill when he needed to be and earl was was the same way and when they needed to be like over the top because they're being chased by these fucking giant worms then he has to like be super animated mm-hmm. 
Yeah, but, yeah, but uh, but like, but like I said in the beginning, Laura, like the second time I watched it, I kind of just accepted it. Whether you want to call it very killer clowns esque, where I kind of just accepted this is what the movie is. So I kind of, which what second time I watched it, it didn't bother me as much. Um, the acting, you know, I didn't love it like Greg. I wasn't thinking these guys are all like you know classically trained thespians like Greg, you know. But uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was a good one. Um, that was a good one. <laughs> but to me, the, the my biggest negative for this movie is the dubbing. I don't know why they took out the words, why they took out the F words. It's I really didn't like it. You know, it's so bad and it's so poorly dubbed that it's just horrible. And I get like why they did it at the time. Like they wanted to get to a PG 13 so they can make a broader audience. You know, I mean, if, if hindsight is 2020, if they knew they weren't going to make their money back either way, it was not going to make them a shit ton of money. They probably would have just left it. But mm-hmm. the dubbing to me is my hugest negative. Like I really wish somehow you could go and get like the director's cut or the original cut, you know, with the actual cussing left in. Cause then I wonder if I would like the movie a lot more. But yeah, the, the dubbing was the, my biggest negative. You know, I flip or hated it every single time. Yeah, it's horrible. Next time somebody cuts me off on, on the road, I'm going to roll down my window and yell at him, you mother humper. Oh my God, mother humper says. is so funny. <laughs> that's, that's the only one we would want to stay in because I'm like, that one's pretty, pretty good. Pretty genius, you know? Um, yeah, let's, uh, you know, I don't even know. I don't even think we need to talk to, about directing in this movie. There's... There's not a whole lot. I mean, they did a pretty decent job at the beginning before you saw the creature of using the handheld like ground camera, you know, of mm-hmm. like you're looking through the eyes. I'm like, oh, that's pretty creative. It's pretty cool. You know, we, we've seen that before. But uh, yeah. I, I think, yeah, directing, I wouldn't give any props to directing for this movie. What about you, Greg? Would you give any props to directing? No, I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't like boost it yeah. up. Um, I more or less just liked the, the, the screenplay and all, all the things that everybody said. Mm-hmm. And I encourage you, if you watch it again, just pay attention to all the little lines that everyone says. Um, I'm sorry, I can't watch it again. I barely got through this time. L- Laura, Laura, I don't think Laura technically watched it once, so I don't know if she could watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's funny that's funny um let's uh let's call out like what's our what what was laura what was your favorite scene then or favorite moment in the movie then it i know i already mentioned this but it was the moment when they came across the the two retired doctors um Mm -hmm. and they were kind of looking for them and then they saw the jeep like the lights coming through the sand and the jeep logo or sorry not jeep whatever the car was cadillac i don't even know Station wagon. Uh, clearly, I took awesome notes on this movie. I have no fucking clue what I'm talking about. But uh, yeah, I thought that was a really cool scene. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm again, I'm so happy they followed up with that because I thought that was a really cool touch. And it didn't completely erase the horrid acting from the scene of how it happened. But it at least was like a nice follow up where I kind of forgot about it for a minute. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. makes sense what about you greg what was like your favorite scene in the movie if you had to pick just one of your mini that you love yeah my favorite i guess moment is i i, I would probably say when the whole now you've got the whole town like running from these things right and um their tractor tips over and they need to like run from the tractor to these boulders and bert who's like the gun guy oh yeah i know um, you're talking about <laughs> He's like, uh, he's getting ready to go. And Melvin, who's kind of the younger kid, um, he's like, oh, I'm not running over there. I'm not running over there. I'm not going to make it. We're not going to make it. And then Bert hands him um, a, a revolver. And he goes, 
this will take care of him or whatever. And like, he gives like the kids some courage and the kids like, Oh, now I'm a badass. I have a gun. Cause he's been like begging for a gun the whole movie and nobody would let him have one. And then they run to like the boulder and they make it, they all make it. And then Melvin turns around and like, he, I think he shoots, yeah. he kicks the gun mm-hmm. to shoot the Raboid and there's, there's nothing in it. And he goes, Bert, you a hole. There's no bullets in this gun. And Bert turns at him and he's like, got you moving. Didn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that was funny. That was good. So that it was just such a small, cute, like, great moment to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I agree. I agree. That is a, that is a good moment. Yeah, I feel like any of the any of the scenes that involve like the boulders, I feel like those are some of my favorite scenes. Whether it's like the original pole vaulting scene, or it's the second scene, like Greg's talking about, where they're running, they get stuck on the boulders, and they have to like throw dynamite out and blow up one of them. It's like every time there's like bold the boulder scenes, I feel like those are my favorite scenes. Hmm. Yeah. I see that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, let's uh, let's get to the ending of this movie here. Uh, Laura, do you want to set up the end of this movie and kind of where we're at? Yeah, I, mean, I guess if we're at the Boulder scene, you've got Val and Earl and the, like, two other people that live in the town. No, I'm just kidding. The, you know, fucking <laughs> six other people that live in the town. <laughs> and they're all huddled on a boulder. Um, and they, the, the gun-toting happy couple... They have made a bunch of bombs <laughs> yeah. and they're able. So there's, there's two major uh, or huge graboids total that are after them. And they're able to blow up one with the bomb. But uh, a theme that's happened throughout this movie that they've learned is that these creatures, they're always learning anytime like one of them gets killed or they're not able to grab someone when it should have been an easy kill. They kind of, they learn. So even the scene where everyone's on their roof, they start to like shake the houses because they're like, okay, like that's where they are. How am I going to get these people down? So they're always learning. So after they blow up one with dynamite, the other one doesn't take the bait. Uh, And so the ending is essentially Kevin Bacon having his moment to, despite what everyone's yelling at him, he it's not that he sacrifices himself because obviously he knows what's going to happen, but mm-hmm. he, he does take a risk and he, he kind of runs knowing that things going to follow him over to a cliff, but then he quickly stops and it goes over and splat it's dead. And that's how it dies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's the ending. Um, that's like the big, that's how they get rid of them. And then of course it ends with, him and Rhonda embracing and kissing, which I just think is so wrong. Like he, he (laughs) fucking wanted some, you know, big boobed blonde bimbo Barbie that doesn't exist. And she's (laughs) a smart girl. And it's Mm -hmm. really sad that she was like acting so nervous around him and he's a Mm -hmm. jackass. And I don't know why she wanted him back so i was pretty bummed out that they ended up together even though obviously Mm. i know that's how it's gonna end it's the 90s that's how most movies end honestly uh yeah that bummed me out but yeah that's that's the end that's it yeah Mm -hmm. yeah uh did you know that that that's not the original ending of the movie oh what's the original the the original ending of the movie is they don't get together the original ending of the movie is is uh is Val and um, Earl. They're leaving to where were they going? Bixby. Or Bixby. Yeah, where they're going to Bixby and they're on the truck. And you know, uh, Earl's kind of like, I don't know why you didn't like you know 
take, you know, whatever, tell her your feelings or whatever you want to call it. And Kevin Bacon's just like, she doesn't want anything to do with me. She doesn't want a dumb, dumb guy like me, you know, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I would have you know? much preferred that ending. Yeah. Well, oh. but then, but then uh, Earl pulls out a cigarette and he's going to light up and he's like looking for his lighter and he's like, shit. He's like, Rhonda has my lighter. And then, and then Kevin Bacon kind of like smirks and then the truck screeches and then they turn, <laughs> they turn around and go back. And then they kind of cuts with them like that going back. So I would have preferred that ending. It leaves it a little more ambiguous, you know what yeah. I mean? But uh, yeah, you know, that was the original ending. I don't see what's so wrong about Kevin Bacon's character. Don't you guys <laughs> feel like he kind of grew from that? Yeah, come on, Laura. He's a grower, not a shower. Oh, <laughs> Uh, you know all these jokes and no, none of us have even talked about um what movie was he in come on Wait, about so many movies footloose no stir of echoes there's a oh, there's a thousand movies laura <laughs> you guys don't know what i'm talking about dick jokes kevin bacon uh what the hell with nev campbell and uh denise richards what is oh, that movie called oh, wild things wild things oh he's a cop in that one right doesn't he show his dick? Well, he does? I don't I know. I think so. Okay. Well, that's a well, It might not be his, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It was a great it was a great it was a, gra- it was a graboid. <laughs> <laughs> Are you looking up images, Laura? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he it he went nude in that movie. That's him. <laughs> yeah. Get at Laura. Right. Oh, I was just thinking. Yeah. Laura, stop looking at uncircumcised penises. Let's get going. <laughs> Why is it uncircumcised? I'm confused. It's like the it's like the graboid. That's what the original design was. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm so um, defeated here. I can't I talk about tremors mm-hmm. with two dudes. I just can't. Yeah, sorry. Uh, okay, let's get into <laughs> Greg. Okay, Greg, what did you what did you think of the ending, Greg? What did you think? He loved it. Yeah, you wanted to kiss Kevin Bacon. <laughs> I don't think it was necessary, but like I was fine with it. He clearly the whole movie he develops chemistry. You know. The whole time you realize it's it's just these two guys. They probably have a narrow view, like I said, of, of the world. You know, he's talking about a blonde. You know, he has an ideal woman in his head. It's clearly silly. So the fact that, you know, in the end, he he, he says, that, oh, what is a smart, you know, young woman want with a guy like me? Well, look, look, what's who says that they can't get together? They, you know, a lot of times in I think in crises, uh, it brings people together because it, it pulls people through certain situations and who knows maybe like in a week from that moment their relationship doesn't work out like i have no idea but it was totally believable in the moment for them to be like okay well we got through this together i don't think you know when you get through a traumatic situation i don't think you just want to be off on your own i think you kind of want to be at least around the people who share that experience with you that's that seems to be something that's normal so that the way that, that it ended seemed totally plausible to me and i didn't have a problem with it it was obviously a little bit cheesy with the guy getting the girl thing but whatever i liked it of course you're a man of course you liked it greg mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no yeah i mean it was whatever it was whatever i thought i'm the same i'm not like i mean i guess i'm in between you guys i i'm not like greg i don't really like like it and i'm not laura i don't despise it i'm just like it's fucking you're 90s. switzerland yeah. yeah yeah i'm switzerland yeah yeah exactly yeah uh i'm just like in the middle i'm just like it's 90s it is what it is you know i i, I would have rather had the original ending but they they told a story too saying that when they originally screened the movie it had the original ending in it and i guess people in the theater were chanting like kiss her kiss her you know in like one scene towards the end and so but they didn't get what they wanted so that's when the studio yeah. came back and they said like hey we need to redo the ending and have them actually get together and kiss so you know uh, it is what it i is. i 
totally believe that that is totally mm-hmm. how a lot of um endings are shaped especially in the 90s yeah 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 but um for a, for a whole movie that's not like great and it's like pretty much like you know like a b a b horror movie i, I thought it ended what i thought it was gonna end yeah you know it wasn't surprising yeah 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 um let's do um what we learned did we learn anything from this movie uh <laughs> let's uh let's start greg do you have anything you learned from this movie Learn how to pole vault. <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, yep. yeah, apparently everybody, like Laura joked about it, I thought that was funny. Apparently everybody knows how to do it for, mm-hmm. for your first time. Um, that'll get you out of situations. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow, nice, nice. What about you, Laura? Did you learn anything in this movie? You know? Yeah, the thing that I took away and learned is uh, don't live in or stay in a town of only 14 fucking people. <laughs> if, if you're passing through, that's fine. But if you're going to pass through a town like that, you better be driving either a Jeep or like a semi. Mm-hmm. And don't put on your brakes. Don't screech around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah don't make Laura, don't make Laura angry. Mm-hmm. Just don't do it 8,000 times. Like wanting to kill your car, like respect your fucking car, dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 To this episode, we're, spo- we're sponsored by uh, AutoZone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Um, I think the only ones I kind of thought of was uh, I just put don't wear pants. They might get caught on barbed wire. So just <laughs> oh, don't God. wear pants in general. Um, and then the last one I put on here is uh, I put it is something that I think Earl says to, to Valentine at one point. I put always think ahead, even if you don't know what day it is. <laughs> I, thought that, I thought that was a pretty funny line where he's, yes, like, he's, he's tell, yeah he's telling him like you gotta think ahead and he's like wait today's monday right he's like i thought it was a pretty funny line but uh yeah mm-hmm. it's true like that that whole thing didn't make sense to me actually now that you brought this up another, another grinding gears mm-hmm. no no i'll save it okay. I'll save why don't you rewatch the movie laura and come back to us yeah with, that'll be your assignment after <laughs> you guys that. i can't rewatch this movie if i could barely get to the first 50 minutes and then when i saw there was like 40 something left i wanted to kill myself <laughs> um yeah it's really sad like i don't think i can rewatch this it's just too hard there's another there's another one i'm trying to hold back i'm not gonna say anything yeah mm-hmm. oh the speaking of hard let's get to our ratings actually uh so we're doing one to five rating how many dicks how many dicks are you giving this movie wow <laughs> just going just staying with the theme tonight staying with the theme laura oh my first uh no let's let greg go first he's his All is right. probably the most erect oh <laughs> uh. so are we describing the dick uh laura i don't want to have to put that in the docket <laughs> I, I mean, one, I don't want you to type it out, and two, my mom listens, so I don't, I don't. <laughs> yeah, look at what you've been saying thus far. Hello. It's, it's not too late to change it to like you know four tires or something. <laughs> no, no, I think I think we got to go with it, and uh, I think on Laura's recommendation, let's just let's let's whip it all out. Let's show it all. Let's just we got to describe them. What do, what are you? How many dicks, and what do they look like, Greg? Um. Yeah, I don't even care if you guys hate me for this. I'm gonna give it 4.25. Wow. 4.25 dicks. So that's like four regular dicks, like a baby. And then dick. one sort of like you know you came out of the pool. A baby like it's, it's a little cold, you know. You're definitely not in the desert at this point. Um, you're in, you're in the high you're in the high desert. You're looking the definitely in the mountains up there oh, trying to get man. to. Um, but yeah, like to me, like I'm not gonna deny that you know my how I rate this movie is partially like nostalgia driven. You know, yeah. I grew up. Um, 
watching this movie a lot. Like I recall it watching it a lot on the weekend too, even when it was unplanned. Like to me, this was your comfort movie. It was definitely yeah, it was a comfort. This movie. This was your comfort. We all have them. Yeah. Yeah. So I I definitely give it four point two five. I don't find many things wrong with it. Unfortunately, you know, I I disagree with a lot of the things you guys said. Like I thought the acting was great. Everyone felt so down to earth to me. I thought it was a great example of how to mix horror and humor. Four point two five dicks. Wow. Wow. That's a, that's a surprising amount of dicks. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, Laura, um, how many, how many dicks are you giving this movie and, and what are they look, what are they looking like? Oh. <laughs> I am so sorry, but I am giving this movie one limp dick. <laughs> it's just like so limp. It needs Viagra. I don't even know if Viagra is going to help it. It's just, you know, it, it all comes down to, you can look at the facts behind how a movie's made and what went into it and effects and, you know, the, the era that it came out, which I do. I do that a lot. But then sometimes you have to just be super personal. And if something made you feel like shit, that's that's your review. And that's just that just is what it is. And mm-hmm. this movie didn't make me feel bad. But the fact that I kept getting distracted, I was on my phone. I was like, oh my God, I'm only halfway through this movie. I, I don't want to watch this anymore. I'm bored. Hmm. It just speaks for itself. So yeah, sorry, Greg. Wow. Sorry. Yeah, maybe I'm just thinking like I'm a, I'm starting to like these cult movies as you guys are calling it, you know? Thing, yeah. you know, what's the, the the one with the house and the, the crazy pe- the crazy mommy oh, and daddy? Oh, People Under the Stairs. People the Stairs. All these weird movies that like by all accounts should probably be rated poorly. For some reason, they're landing on me pretty well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, true, true, true. Uh, yeah, uh, for me... Man, I'm like I said, I'm like in between you guys. So, you know, um, I said it more dirty than I thought it was talking about dicks, but uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna say three dicks. I'm gonna say three dicks. Like, I, I get what this movie was going for. So I'm giving it three dicks. I think for me, my dicks are gonna be like, they're like, they're really like luscious and big and huge. But Is, are dicks ever luscious? I'm sorry. <laughs> well, they could be, you know. <laughs> wow. I, I'm a I'm a, I'm a writer at heart, so I'm very descriptive. But uh, yeah, they're they're you know they're very luscious, but they're very old. They're they're like a ninety year old man dick. Disgusting. You're <laughs> telling me that a 90-year-old mandic is going to be luscious? No, what I'm, what I'm saying is at one point in time, these dicks were great. These are like three of the best dicks in the world. Now in 2020, they're kind of old and wrinkly. You don't really want to look at them that much. So that's They're the ones that they bring to the gym and they're just walking around naked in the men's dressing room. And then they're like, I'm going to dry it off under the like, you know, hand warmer, whatever. <laughs> What a, wait, first of all, like one, what gym are you at? And two, why are you in the men's locker room? <laughs> I've heard this from people. Oh, from people. <laughs> from people? Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Interesting, Laura. Yeah, so I'm giving it three. Three dicks. Uh, you know, Laura gave it a one flaccid dick and Greg was a strong four dicks and then a baby dick. Yeah. yeah and a baby, a baby dick. Well, I didn't, yeah. I didn't, yeah, and <laughs> baby dick. I just... <laughs> What else is a point two five? Those are your words. I'm just I'm I'm saying there are there are like inclement weather conditions that are causing it to not be a full. Oh, oh, okay. I didn't. didn't Oh, so 
so the yours is baby like, that came out of your mouth. So so, so so Greg's is like your yours is like four hard hard dicks and one like not ready to go dick. There you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah. We don't we don't condone baby dicks on this pod. No, there's no we don't we don't want to say that. No. Yeah, oh, man. yeah sorry. Uh, but we are okay with luscious. That's apparently that's yeah, that's, well, that clears I'm all not, the all the I'm checks. Not okay with luscious. You're not? No? No. That's not a perfect adjective? No? No. No, it's Laura? Not mm-hmm. One that should ever be used. No. <laughs> oh that's funny that's funny okay all right so that's uh that's it for the you know the dicks of tremors that's it for the episode this week um yeah so let's get to next week's movie reveal so next week is my movie pick and i actually was thinking of one movie for over a week now i've been planning to do this one movie but I feel like everybody on the internet and the world right now is talking about this movie called Host. You know, with everything we experienced from the Conjuring episode, uh, I feel like we should just go full demon. Laura, of course, her daughter's flipping around backwards, stuff like that. So, yeah, I feel like we should just, you know, we go full out. You know, it has great reviews. You know, it's the way we record all our uh, podcast recordings. So I think it's so appropriate to watch the movie Host. Uh, You know, but I am putting a stipulation on you guys. You guys have to watch it on a computer screen yep. with like earbuds in or headphones. Like we're not watching a big TV. I know Greg has already set up. He's watching on his phone anyway, so it doesn't change there. But, uh, you know, it's, it's more for me and Laura, I guess. Uh, we have to watch That's it that fine. way. You know? This is actually going to be so uh, uh, I've already seen it two times. Wow. Geez. And I'm going to watch it two more times because I want to watch it once again, just like in the moment. And then I want to watch it again with the knowledge I have and really trying to like pinpoint lots of detail because this movie has a lot of Easter eggs and I, hmm. I love that. That's, uh, that's my favorite. So wow, I'm, super, wow. I'm super stoked. Cool. Good pick. Thank you, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, we need, we need, we need something a little, you know, a little, a little, you know, not brighter, but a little, a little different than Tremors. You know, as much as I, you know, gave it a couple dicks, but it's okay. You know, a couple. Um, no, we we established couples too. You gave it a few. Oh, dicks. oh, yeah. that's true. I gave it a. What, was, what did you say, Greg? I gave it a few. A few. Gave, yeah, gave and, a few and I gave it several. Yeah. <laughs> wow, man. Yeah. yeah. By the way, you had you had a golden opportunity to use like the seismology readings, like a a four point four on the Richter scale, but you just went straight to digs. I'm just pointing that out. Well, we've talked about it quite a bit. Well, to be honest with you, like in the show docket, it was gonna be how many Melvins, how many Melvins would you give this movie? But right when we completely started talking about dicks for the whole episode, ninety percent me. I was like, I got to change the rating. I'm going with this. So, yeah. So thank you, Laura, for giving us this great rating that you're going to need to type into the docket. <laughs> oh, I typed it in already. Just oh, <laughs> dang. She's on it. Did you type the word luscious? Yep. Can you capitalize it? It's all in caps. Oh, perfect. Like, I love it. I love it. Bold and italicized. <laughs> it's not bold and italicized. Can you put it in Comic Sans just to give it that extra oomph? Like, oomph. Luscious. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's awesome that's awesome wow. yeah so uh, yeah so we're watching host next week so everybody Sweet. you know uh, listening get ready for that it's gonna be pretty cool um yeah so if anybody wants to email us in you know let us know what other movies we can uh review uh we've got conjecturing pod at gmail we got twitter instagram at conjecturing pod also remember subscribe rate review wherever you're listening to this podcast at um this has been the conjecturing i've been rob and laura and greg Yeah, until next time, remember, horror is subjective, so conjecture away. See ya. Bye. Bye, guys.
that long dick.